Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome everybody to Cutscene Saga, the podcast where we dissect and discuss the stories in video games. We're kind of like a book club. Each month we choose a game, gather a few friends and talk about it. So for the last time this month, I'm joined in the studio by... Hi, it's Lawrence. Welcome back, Lawrence. And for the last time we are joined remotely by... Joseph. And don't say it's the last time. I'm that sad. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm sure I'll have you back. You just need to think of another game for us to talk about and <laughs> then, you know, they'll be all good. Fallout Five <laughs> <laughs> at, at Bethesda because we know they're listening to this um, as as we always do. The you know we know the developers listen to this podcast. Yeah, Todd Howard, I know you're there. <laughs> Please respond to my emails. Please text back. <laughs> I'm sorry I shaded you. I'm sorry, Todd. Anyway, this week we're talking about the game systems, the game mechanics, and the DLC of Fallout Four. So if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to our first few episodes, head on back. We've already discussed the setting, the characters, the plot. And so this week we're talking about the game itself. Um, so as a sort of a, a beginning point, did the two of you like the game systems in comparison to other games, in comparison to Fallout 3 or New Vegas? Um, did you feel this was an improvement? I mean... Yes, I mean, is, I mean, is it is it an improvement from a game that was released in two thousand and eight? Yes, it's a massive improvement. Um, I mean, look, we've never played Bethesda games because they're good games, strictly speaking. You know, it's like we play them because they're fun. That doesn't yeah. necessarily mean they're good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Fallout Four was definitely a, a massive step up mm. in every possible metric from the previous Fallout games. You know, yeah. it has a newer engine, much better combat system. It's not, like, ugly. It's still a bit <laughs> janked, but not as janked as it could be, yeah. you know? Um, it's, it's Yeah, because Fallout 3 yeah. was but ugly. Yeah, it <laughs> truly was. Yeah. Yeah, it's like whenever I try to play it, I need to have, like, a hundred mods just to stop from yeah. having, like, a seizure. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's not, yeah. Um yeah, I mean the engine is definitely uh, a, a, a dramatic improvement. Mm. It just, I mean, I mean it's been ten years. Like, yeah. since, of course, yeah. it's gonna look better. Um, but like you say, there's still a, there's still quite a bit of jank. There's still a yeah. lot of, um, particularly I found with the base building mechanics, there yeah. was a lot of jank um, with the the characters, tr the NPCs trying to pathfind. That was yeah. one of my biggest <laughs> issues That's with so the game funny. engine yeah. when I was building my vault in the Vault Tech DLC having characters mm. like figure out that steps will take you up a floor <laughs> was just a, a trial in itself. I mean, I struggle with that in real life. Well, so. yeah, fair. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but I was like, I just want to build my vault and the yeah. poor little dudes can't find their way to the bathroom or to whatever. Mm. Um, Worse still is the fact that they were completely incapable of using an elevator. You could build this a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful entire four-story, you know, mm. uh, 
sanctuary and just go, okay, well, we're going to run off elevators because, you know, we have the technology. And then, you know, to find out at the end, you're going to have to redesign everything because they cannot get off the ground. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. buttons are not clearly labeled enough. Yeah. No, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the navigation is a bit mm. sus. Um, but, I mean, the combat was a massive step up. Yeah. Um, like, I really enjoy using VATS yeah. in, this, mm. in this game. Um, yeah. Particularly as, you know, like I've established on this podcast before, I'm not very good at playing video games. Like oh, there's, same. There's a reason I'm here talking oh, about the same. story. Yeah. 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 So it's really nice to have an option for someone who isn't necessarily a really good hair trigger aimer. Yeah. With the, um, and I play on console as well, so it's a bit harder again. Mm. Um, yeah, to be able to, to yeah. still feel satisfied and, you know, it feels more more kind of tactical and less mm. tactile. Yeah, yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I play on easy because I know who I am and I like to have fun. Um, <laughs> you know, video games are supposed to be fun, which yeah. is like a shocking thing that not a lot of people know, I find. <laughs> um, you know, so it feels like you're punishing yourself. Yeah, I'm totally yeah, on board with yeah, you. Like, no. <laughs> um, if I wanted a challenge, I would turn off the computer and go live my real life. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm in yeah. the game because I want to have a good time. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I mean... Definitely, VATS is um, astronomically, um, you know, improved from from the other games. Combat is astronomically improved. Um, there were a few things um, that I kind of missed from the other games, like, um, uh, which, again, this is controversial. I guess some people prefer it, some hate it. Um, but I, I liked having weapon deterioration and repair. Sure. Um, but, um, uh, you know, again, some people are like, that's such a hassle. But, um, you know, I mean... There was a very primitive crafting system in um, in New Vegas, and actually even in three, I think there was, but it was very, very mm. restricted. And there was like you could craft like a shish kebab or the junk jet or like a bottle cap mine, and that was it. Um, mm. You know, I think in Vegas you could do ammunition crafting as well, which sure. um, it might have been. You know, I can see definitely it could be um, depending on how it was executed it could be more of a hassle than it was mm. worth but it might have been interesting to be able to craft ammunition um in fallout 4 as well yeah um, I, I did find ammo was my biggest problem in fallout 4 was having yeah. enough ammo and i mean you know it's the apocalypse that's probably yeah as it should be. <laughs> yeah um with, yeah. The, uh, with the expansion and correct me if uh, i could be could be wrong here um, but with the expansion, I'm pretty sure you can actually build the factories. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. No, you can. You can build them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I, was which was a huge thing because before that you could really only like you know modify um, weapons um, and you could you know um, you couldn't build ammunition. Um, yeah. But yeah, from that point, you could then actually start building things from scratch. I, I sometimes forget what's possible in the vanilla game just because <laughs> I have so many mods. Yeah. And it's like if you have the, um, if you have Weaponsmith, you can build weapons anyway. You know, which it's like, it's sort of things where it's like, why isn't that in the vanilla game? Yeah. You know, like just put it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, like uh, like you were saying the other week, if it's a mod that everybody downloads, it should have just been in the vanilla. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Definitely. So it's... um. With Fallout 4, I mean, see, it's the first time they did settlement building, so mm -hmm. I'm going to cut them some slack. Um, but settlement building could be improved. Crafting could be improved. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's there's a few things where it's like, yeah, whatever. But, I mean, it, I mean, in almost every single way, it's it's um, the best game, gameplay-wise, that Bethesda oh, has, has yeah. put out. You yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I I would have really liked to see some of the um, the 
technical finish on Fallout um, to see that in Skyrim. Yeah. Um, particularly since they keep re-releasing I the know, thing, I know. <laughs> but they don't seem to really be improving yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and it's, I mean... It's like, you know, in two years from now, you know, you'll be able to experience Skyrim in 5K on your microwave, but it will <laughs> still have all the same bugs. Yeah, exactly. it's so funny, you know, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah, what a time to be alive. No, <laughs> I will say, I think the crafting system in Skyrim was pretty good, actually. Maybe it could be because, again, I have a bunch of crafting mods installed. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like you can craft... Uh, I think you can craft, with the exception of unique armors, um, every weapon and yeah, armor yeah. in the game, um, and you can improve it. Um, you know, you can shop it in and you can enchant it, mm. which Fallout has yep. legendary weapons, which is kind of the equivalent. But you can't apply those yeah, things yourself. No, yeah. no, you can only find them. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, e- e- even if it was, you know, it would have been nice to have a system of, you know, like in a fantasy game, you'll often have runes that you can put in a weapon yeah. that will apply those special effects. Some similar system mm. of post-apocalyptic wizardry. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to because it is... It, it was rare that I would have a weapon that felt like it was mine, that it belonged to me, unless it was one of the legendary ones. Yeah. Because yeah. all, all the other weapons in the game are just kind of disposable. Yeah, um, no, really. Interchangeable. I mean, it's just like, yeah, the, you know, it's like the, um, it's adjective, 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 weapon name. Yeah. You know, that's, that's just how it goes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, and, we, you know, we've, we've touched on VATS a little bit, but one of the big big gameplay aspects of this game is the Pip-Boy. Mm. This computer, you have this massive, chunky, bright green, although you can change the color, which as a colorblind person, I appreciated. Um, piece of technology hanging on your arm, um, which is really cool. Like I'm, I'm always in favor of games eliminating needless menus. Mm. I mean, I know it kind of pauses the game when you look at your Pip-Boy and it basically is a menu, but at least it, it ties into what's actually yeah, happening in yeah. the game. Um, yeah. And it's that good middle ground between having a bunch of menus and doing like what Fable 3 did, which was insane, where they just had no menus. And when you paused, you warped to a secret room and could, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. a good middle ground. Um, to let you, yeah, not feel like you're taking yourself completely out of the game in yeah. order to do things. Um, and of course, one of, like, Fallout has some of the best video game music. That, yes. um The radio stations yeah. are fantastic. I got Spurs, that jingle jang. Wait, how, I need to cut that out before we get sued for copyright. I know, that's okay. <laughs> we're fine, we're fine. Um, but yeah, and so, like, I really love the, the radio station, though I have to say I will often... Um, be like needing to do a sneaky mission and I will feel like I have to turn off my radio yeah, because yeah. it's being too loud. Mm, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and also um there's, you know, the it's it's not just the music, it's also the, the commentary. Yeah. Which I will say Three Dog remains the best radio yeah. commentator. I mean can't Although I really loved the Fallout I cannot remember his name, but the guy who who announces the radio has a personal quest that you can help him gain confidence and then yes, his, yes. his announcing style changes. I think changes. his name might have been Trevor or something Tre- yeah. like that. Yes, yes, no, I know. You, Yeah, you can change the way you talk. Which was yeah. just so good. That's it's, funny, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, no, the, I mean, the Pip-Boy is such an integral part of mm. Fallout games. It's just, you know, an absolute staple of it. Um, and I think um, it's like I see that little little vault boy and i feel like i'm coming home you know <laughs> it's um 
it's it's yeah it, i i agree it's a much better alternative to having a menu mm. um and it's um yeah it's it's a really interesting way to you know keep track of all of your stats and all yeah. your inventory and stuff like that um and it also you know it's lore friendly it makes sense exactly but, yeah. yeah um and I mean, speaking of stats, we um, we didn't really mention this when we were talking about characters last week, but the um, main perk character... System. Sorry, go on. Oh, so, sorry, were you going to talk about the perk system? Yes, yeah, so, ah, yep. yes. so your main character, you don't set up your, your stats um, like you did in Fallout 3. It's a lot more um, kind of changeable. You can kind of go in whatever direction mm. you want to go in. Exactly. And yeah, you've got this really beautiful... Um, wall of perks that you can pick yeah some of which can get like ri- like you can um set it so that radiation heals you instead of harming yeah. you and like some really you can breathe underwater yeah I, yeah yeah the, the perk system has been massively improved from fallout 3 to fallout 4 in in number three the perks there was a lot of perks that had to do with morality um, mm. So, you know, uh, if you were evil, it would have this effect. If you were good, it would have this effect. Um, whereas I don't think that that was really in line with the overall message of this game of having that gray area in yeah. mor- morality des- decisions. So, I, I mean, like, the, the perks actually going through and leveling up characters, for me, um, open up this whole new level of replayability um, because, you know, I, I would be playing through with my like maxed out intelligence you know character who was just a scientist you know inventing different things um and then uh you know i'd be going oh hang on a second you know wouldn't it be fun to play replay this game as an idiot Um, (laughs) Uh and and my favorite my favorite playthrough i've done um is probably the most recent one i've done where i just maxed out luck um, and basically made him an idiot uh, who um, would just go in, drink a heap of alcohol before battle, um, <laughs> and you know, just basically max out your party boy perks um, and you know every single lun- uh, luck thing. You would go into these battles where you would be completely outmatched. Um, just drank a lot of booze and the bullets. You know, if you max out all your perks for luck, you'd have these bullets ricocheting off. <laughs> you know, a wall behind you and shooting, you know, the guy who shot it back in the head. Yeah. Um, and because you've got, you know, because you've like got one intelligence, you've got, you know, a really high chance of getting triple experience for it for no particular reason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, like you're mm. more likely to crit and stuff uh, or have the yeah. mysterious rain, uh, stranger come out of nowhere and start shooting everyone. Um, and yeah, to be honest, I've, it was the most I've seen random that perk. and fun. Who who yeah. is the mysterious? Like, is that literally just someone rocks up? The, in the mysterious stranger has been in, I think, every Fallout game. Really? Yeah, or at least the ones that we're counting. Um, we don't count one or two, but no, um, he just appears sometimes and shoots yeah. people. Yeah, no, he's he's been in. I I believe he was in Three in New Vegas as well. Sure. Yeah, uh, a a yeah. trench coated stranger who rocks up yeah. in your time of need and um deals out some hurt. That's yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I honestly think they've they've made it uh, so much here. There's so many perks here that are more um, about different player styles as well. Mm. Um, so, for instance, you got more perks, which, you know, about, like, you know, get this perk for your companion or get these perks if you don't want a companion, um, you know, and then um, 
uh, all kinds of just, yeah, very, very different things. Uh, like, for instance, the idiot savant thing. If you <laughs> are a more intelligent character, you don't, you're less yeah. likely to receive the perks of it. Um, so yeah, it's got some really interesting player style. Like if you're always in power armor, there's some really cool perks as well there where mm. you can just kind of, you know, just sprint at people, just punch people with your bare hands. Yeah. Like power armor. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's really, it. it's been really well done this, this game. Um, I think there was lots of flaws in the perk styles, um, for, for three in particular. Um, that was still, you know, great, um, but it didn't really make you want to kind of max out all your different skill skill sets yeah. because there there were very, you know, a few that felt very mutually exclusive. Yeah, well, I mean, th- Fallout Three never made me want to replay the game because of a specific perk tree, whereas yeah. Fallout yeah. Four has. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, just comparing that playstyle you're talking about, you know, which I mean, it sounds like a time um, <laughs> to you know my my playstyle where I max out um, agility, perception, get the deliverer, and go through an entire raider, um, you know, dungeon without ever being seen, mm. you know, and it's like um, it's very interesting that like. Um, you know, I've talked. I've talked to people who've played the game. Who like some people are super into power armor. Some people never touch it. You know, some mm. people um, there's you know companions they've never even met because they don't care about companions. And other people are like, I love my best friend <laughs> Nick. I'm looking I, at I you. I love my best <laughs> yeah. friend. Nick. Yeah. And like I, I often play these games um, with a lean towards charisma and persuasion. Mm. That's um, where I tend to go. So for me, having the power armor was really great because it meant I could still be proficient at combat. Um, even though my stats for combat were like really low. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like in my, my sort of main playthrough with, you know, my main character I've spent the most time with, she has a stack of like, like 50 or 60 power cells that I've just, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. just found in different, in different locations and stockpiled them because she uses her power armor all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think one thing that we take for granted now, because Bethesda like fixed it with Skyrim, but um, there was a massive, massive leveling problem in Oblivion. Mm. It was like if you if you leveled alchemy like I did, it was like I got to be I think when I was level twenty five or something, I'd like um, I had. Dawnfang, Duskfang, which is a really powerful sword, and I got killed by a mud crab. You know, like it was, it was, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was bad. Um, which I can't remember if there was that issue in any of the previous Fallout games, but I know that there isn't a, a leveling problem mm. like that in this, which, you know, thank God for small miracles, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, they did, uh, they did actually, you know, completely change the way that they, um, they calculated experience though, which I think was really good mm. with the leveling um, and also, you know, with difficulty. So for instance, um, in previous games, like you could be battling some super mutant behemoth, put it on very easy difficulty, just chip it away till it had one HP, then put it to very hard difficulty, yeah. shoot it. And then you'd get like, you know, this phenomenal amount of experience from it and just go and rinse and repeat that. Mm. Um, because, you know, if you were to kill something on very easy, it would give you very little experience, which was, you know, not a bad way to do the leveling. It just opened itself up for farming and, you know, people to take advantage of that. Whereas um, in Fallout 4, they twisted that and, you know, they went, you know, you can play it on whatever place, uh, you know, difficulty you want. That's completely fine. Um, But, you know, on higher level difficulties, you're more likely to come across legendary gear. Um, which yeah. is, you know, a really good way of doing it. Um, 
Yeah, and, and, and that that's a huge thing that they've fixed as well. Yeah, well, I mean, particularly because, like, the idea behind having difficulty levels is that it should kind of, you should have a similar experience. Like, if you're very good at playing games, you should play hard and find uh, a fairly similar gameplay experience to somebody who's not yeah. very good at games and plays easy, but, you know, finds yeah. the challenges greater. Mm. So, yeah, I think having that disparity in XP really caused problems, um, yeah, like you say, for people who um, would play on easy yeah. and then um, would not get Just any experience. Grinding. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's like being punished for playing on easy. Yeah, which I'm not about. No, I'm not about that. No, I like to play easy yeah. video games. <laughs> Me too. Me yeah. too. We're, I uh, I'm here for the story. Yeah. <laughs> I think another big thing with this game, and I know they've only just uh, introduced the settlement system, um, but, you know, Bethesda in the past has had, uh, you know, even even with Skyrim, you know, you've got as well the, um, you know, you've got houses that you build, um, you know, I, and it is very aesthetic um, at, at the end of the day. Like it's somewhere to store your goods and, you know, I, I still enjoy doing it. But um, with the settlements in Fallout 4, there's this great mechanic where you can actually, you know, profit off it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's not just about supplying um, to your settlers, but it's also about, you know, creating things that you can then take away. Um, so if you're uh, creating, if you've got way more water um, than you need for a settlement, um, and I'm not sure, uh, I'll probably need to be corrected on this, I'm not sure whether it's in every settlement or only ones where you've got Codsworth in, but any excess... No, I um, believe it's, you... it's any settlement, yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I know because I, you know, adhesive is incredibly hard to find mm-hmm. in the game. So what I do is I have a bunch of excess water and I have a bunch of excess, I think it's you need corn and um, yeah. something else, um, which you can use to make like a vegetable starch or something which isn't adhesive. Right. So that's the main way that I get it is sure. you just have, uh, so I you, just have excess yeah. product. Yeah, you make it yourself. Yeah, and then yeah. make it myself, yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean like, uh, so I've um, got this, one ba- base that you know i built in it's it's basically a casino um you know like <laughs> you're using um using the stuff from the vault uh expansion <laughs> to build all these casino machines um it's all powered up and i just you know get all my raiders uh you know back from nuka world expansion in there and they're gambling so you know you get all these extra bottle caps from it um you connect everything up using trade routes and you start to yeah. basically you know you build up this passive income which I'm all about in these games. Um, mm. So I was, you know, so so glad to, you know, have these bits. You know, there's different ways you can make the oil um, in the Walter White playthrough I did, you know, building the jet farms, um, mm. which, you know, again, 32 steps to make it happen, <laughs> but completely worth it um, to become a, you know, drug dealer of the wasteland. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I think that that is something, even though this is the first game they've introduced it, I think it would have been very easy for them to create this as something that was purely aesthetic um, and just something that, you know, you could go, oh, look, this base is pretty, um, rather than something functional where you could be like, oh, this is, you know, a place where I can, you know, gather resources and, um, you know, create unique things, uh, unique armor and weapons and power armor. Um, and, yeah, I, I think that's really impressive. Yeah. Uh, it, it sounds like you have a lot more patience than I do, though. Uh, <laughs> I, I I tend to be quite impatient with these sorts of things, yeah. and I just I just want my want my materials now yeah. so I can build my gun and leave the settlement. <laughs> um, one thing that that I do, I mean, I love it, but I resent it. Is in every game that I play, I am a compulsive 
like hoarder. But mm. normally I can tell myself like this is junk, drop it. I can't <laughs> do that anymore. Because it because actually yeah, is useful. Yeah. yeah. So I can never drop anything. Mm-hmm anything ever in this game yep. and it's ruining my life <laughs> yeah i have to make frequent trips back to one of my settlements yeah. to drop off all of my excess crap. yeah and my, and my strength is so high and i have like all of the like strong back perks just so You're i right. i can manage my my looting problem and see this yeah. um, this is where a nice synthetic companion comes in handy yeah. <laughs> um uh, on that they, they i think they did put in a couple of things that made it really good for for hoarder characters is that, you know, you just, you can always go to that work workbench and just say store all junk, yes. which is mm. amazing. Yes. Oh yes. And, that was um, so good. Oh man. I can't imagine trying to do that without. Um, yeah. And the other thing that I, I really like that they put in, and I think it's part of the scrapper tree or something. Um, but you can, you know, mark a, mark a junk item for search and then it will start being yes. highlighted. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Um, yeah. Which was which was really good because you know mm. particularly on the first playthrough or so when you're going through and you're like, okay now I know I need this junk item I just have no idea where that would be mm. um, yeah you know where I, where I would get that from I think and, that was um and really sometimes helpful as well. sometimes it's not always completely intuitive like you might yeah. be like oh surely this item would have would have some adhesive in it but no it doesn't or yeah. surely this no. would have some screws in it but it doesn't. Um, you need yeah. to know what items the developers decided contain which things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that tagging system is really useful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and the same. I was going to say, and the same items that you know contain screws, you can only get the screws out of them in a higher yeah. level. Yeah. 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 No. So it's like you know, I'm not yeah. sure whether the mentality there was on a lower level. You're just chucking out the screws, or you know, how uh, hard I, is I it to screw something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, you need a special perk to learn how to use a screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't. I don't know how to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to build in real life. So you know yeah. what? Fair. Yeah. Um, another thing is, um, because I got Fallout basically as soon as it came out. They, mm. I know, in the first few um updates, they added quite a few things. For example, it used to be um when you assigned, a, you know, how if you've assigned a settler to something and you hover over them, it has an icon that shows mm. what they do. It didn't have that right. when it was first released, which was infuriating. Yes, yeah, so hard so, to keep track. Yeah, of, no, very di- yeah. very difficult. But they um that was patched in. Very quickly. Yeah, good. Um, and I can't remember exactly what else, but there were a few other similar things like that that were added in very quickly mm. after the game was released. Yeah. They just make it a lot more playable. Like, it yeah. would be infuriating without it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They, the, um, Bethesda is generally pretty good at implementing patches. Yeah. Um, they don't necessarily address everything they should. They, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you know, to sp- speaking of updates, we've also got, you know, this whole... Um, wealth of other content in the DLC packs mm. for this. Um, so we've got what do we got? The the Automata one, Nuka World, and Far, Far Harbor. Yes, and uh, oh, uh, and the Vault and Voltec and Workshop. But those yeah. are yeah. My, I think Workshop doesn't have a quest associated to it. I think that just adds in items. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. No, but um, I'm not sure what order they came out in. Um, was it Far Harbor first, maybe? Maybe. It was either Not Far sure. Harbor or Automato came first. Yes, I think so. Um, um, and then I think Nuka World was last, maybe. Um, yes. I'm, I'm not quite certain. No, but, but the three major plot ones are um, 
Automaton, Far Harbor, and Nuka World. And yeah. actually, Automaton is less major. I think yeah. the two main ones is yeah, Nuka and because Vault Tech had a quest, but it was purely in service of getting you a vault. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that you could. Vault Tech was also a very predominantly a stuff stuff. stuff yeah, pack, yeah. Um, sounds like we're talking about The Sims. Yeah, <laughs> stuff pack. Um, I mean, yeah. Far Harbor was fantastic. Far yeah. Harbor was great. That island yeah. was just so like such a great new place to explore. Um, and I'm like, I spent hours exploring that place and I still haven't been to all of the Commonwealth. There's yeah. a good, good chunk of the Commonwealth in the, um, in the Northeast that I've never been to. Yeah, yeah no, um, I think I, like with, with most Bethesda games, it normally is one DLC that really hits harder than yeah. the other ones, you know? It's like, um, with, with Fallout New Vegas, there was, um, and I'm blanking on the name now, Lonesome Road, which was, you know, a very impactful, mm. e possibly even a bigger deal in the main quest line. Um, you know, and I think that Far Harbor is very much that for Fallout yeah. 4, the big, you know, the, uh, the, I, I don't know if I'd say it's the main DLC, but probably the, the most important. Yeah, maybe. the most significant, yeah. yeah. For me, each of the DLCs actually really, um, added a whole new level of replayability mm. um, with every faction that they introduce. Um, just because the factions weren't necessarily extensions of uh, existing factions you'd found in the game. And I, I think it almost ties into the characters that we were tying, uh, talking about last week. Um, you know, them, uh, each leader of a faction being an embodiment of a faction. Yeah. Um, in a sense, like when you go through and want to replay as it for a different faction, you kind of want to build a character around that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, each time a faction, uh, each time a DLC released, you know, or introduced new factions, um, really made me want to go back and go, um, oh, well, maybe, you know, I should build a character that, you know, will suit this faction a bit more. So in Far Harbor, you've got, you know, these, these three, um, factions that are, are quite unique. Um, you know, you've got the actual town of Far Harbor, which is kind of like a, you know, uh, sea loving, seafaring, <laughs> um, you know, town, um, of, you know, fishermen really. Yeah. Um, it, it's very, are, you know, it's very New England. I can see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can yeah. see like a Stephen King novel being set there. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then you know you've also got like this militant um, division of the Children of Adam, um, who which are, is saying something. They're pretty militant, yeah. most of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, we've already dealt with the Children of Adam to a certain extent, you know, back in the Commonwealth. But these guys are, you know, yeah, no, next different. Level. Yeah, different um, flavor. Yeah, and I, I, you know, to actually be able to um, uh, kind of side with them um, there and, you know, they're, they're a lot more badass in that expansion than they are, yeah. um, you know, on the Commonwealth. Yeah, sure. In the Commonwealth, they're just, you know, nutters going around in rags, um, <laughs> you know, thinking, thinking that, you know, nuclear um, exposure is a blessing. Um, whereas in this one, you know, they've got, they've got armor and they're doing the same the thing. The Zealot Marine Combat <laughs> Armor. Yeah. Is so good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, and then you've also got, uh, you know, a synth refuge, which is basically just, uh, I, I guess, um, they're kind of uh, similar to the railroad in a lot of ways, except they're actually run by synths. Yeah. Uh, and there's there's a lot more to it than that. Um, but, you know, it is kind of meant to be a refuge for, uh, whereas the railroad kind of tries to uh, free 
synths and then move them as far away from the institute as possible, in a lot of cases, this is where they end up. Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah, three very unique factions. I thought that um, Far Harbor had a very strong aesthetic and a vibe to it that was very distinct from the rest of the main game, which, you know, I mean, it might just be the fog that's everywhere. That's very atmospheric. But, I mean, you know, um, I think you were, you were saying, Joseph, about, like, um, about... Uh, developers trying to fit in too many biomes into one map. Um, yes, yep. Whereas this is an entirely different biome. Um, but, you know, it's on an island. It's in the middle of the sea. I buy it. It yeah. checks out, you know. Um, Definitely. But, you know, I mean, just like, uh, you know, sometimes DLCs kind of feels like it's just like, okay, they were just trying to cut a check, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, we, but this, you know, um, different weapons, different trees different textures different creatures like it's i'm trying to think like are there i mean obviously there are people but i'm trying to remember if there are any creatures from the fallout mainland which appear in far harbor i think rad stags are there mm. um super super mutants yeah um, like like maybe maybe roaches yes i think so um, but I mean, aside from that, they, they even have different ghouls, yeah, yeah. you know, they have fog ghouls. Um, they have, yeah it, yeah, it, it, definitely feels like a lot of effort was put into it. Yeah. Um, mm. all, and the, this, all the raiders and, uh, bandits are different as well. Yes. You yes. They're like Scottish. They have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a big deal. They all have red hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I felt a similar thing with Nuka World as well. I felt mm. like a lot of a lot of time and effort had been put into building yes, it. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, and <laughs> I mean, talking about the different biomes, that's like it, it's like a thing. Well, it's a theme yeah, park. It oh, has it yeah. has the different areas. It has yeah, the no. different. I have to say, I know that Far Harbor is probably the more impactful story, the more impactful one story wise. But I think Nuka World is my favorite. Yeah. I just I just had such a good time playing through Nuka World. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, just you know. Um, I like. I really like the way it was structured. You know, reclaiming mm. each of the each of the things, and also just it, like, gosh, that was a long DLC. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, like I was, I was really pleased. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, like, there was quality content in there. Yeah. I remember just um the first time I did the the um, the galaxy zone. First time I did that, I think it took me like I four loved hours. That that was yeah. such a good. And I mean, yeah. like, I love theme parks. I'm a sucker for the fake. Um, yeah you know animatronics and all that shit i mm. love it and so yeah i i absolutely adored that that whole yeah. ride yeah yeah no i think it took me like four to six hours just to do the yeah. galaxy zone like it was yeah i mean i mean i probably took breaks or whatever but um it was really i thought it was really well structured i thought it was so creative you know like, mm. like we were saying i think this is where the developers really just got yeah. to let loose yeah um, they just let things go yeah. completely crazy yeah and, and i mean i think i hate when video games get you know too repetitive like oh a fetch quest like escort like you know um escort this person when you know they they walk um you know too too slow for your running but too fast <laughs> for your walking yep. which is like if you do that i will come to your house and kill you <laughs> if you design a video game like that like i'm not having it um but um i i really liked how um in Nuka World, it it felt new, you know, like mm. when you, when you went into into the battle zone, and that was so much fun. Yeah. Or you know, walking through a ride, and it's like you were actually there. You yeah. know, that was I really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, even 
even from the point of view, like in the Commonwealth, you're always coming across raiders, right? But yeah. th there's, you know, almost no opportunity ever to have open dialogue mm. with a raider. It's yeah. like as soon as they see you, it's just yeah. screaming and kill. Yeah, um, you know, whereas this, you know, um, Nuka World um, actually not only gives you a chance to converse, but introduces you to three sub factions mm. within the bandits, um, which is, you know, really cool as well. Um, and, you know, kind of different, each present a different motive, you know, of different yeah. raiders as well, um, different principles. Um, and, yeah, I, I thought that was really cool as well. Yeah. And, yeah, it was good because particularly for a faction like the Raiders who, for the most part, are just, like, fodder for your bullets. Yeah, exactly. Um, this was like, oh, actually, these are people and there's a reason they're like this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, and and I, I definitely feel like every um, world in the Nuka World DLC had, like, a distinctly different feel. Oh, you know? definitely, it's yeah. like It's like the... Um, or, like, a different, you know, challenge. It's like um, in Dry Rock Gulch, it was like... Um, I was constantly being swarmed by the by <laughs> yep. the bloodworms, and I was like, oh. Uh, uh. Whereas you know, the main challenge for me in Kitty Kingdom was I got lost <laughs> so much; <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. That was so hard to get through. Um, you know, it's um, and yeah, I just I had I had so much fun mm. with that with the Nuka World. Yeah, DLC. it was. I I, I, th I think yeah. that's the thing. That's why that was such a good deal. So it was it was just like complete fun just unashamed yeah. of being dumb and fun yeah. and colorful and yeah yeah um yeah, but it it felt a lot more comical with a lot of hmm. things whether regardless of like you know both in dialogue um and also you know even some of the side quests were just mm. really really funny yeah uh the Which, haunted you know, house. Remember, you can go through a haunted house. I don't think I did the haunted house. Oh no! Yep. Oh well, you you can. You can go through a yeah. haunted house. It's very cool. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, and I mean, you know, um, oh, in Kid Kingdom, you can also go through the fun house. You know, and it, and it feels like you're <laughs> actually going through one because you like there's the room of mirrors and you literally get lost <laughs> and you can't find your way That's out. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed that DLC. Um, even though you know. Automaton was the meme of, of yeah, all, of all yeah. the, the DLC. Um, yeah. I I still really enjoyed Nuka World. Um, but even though it was um, it was you know largely comical, it still um, wasn't you know like like a shallow DLC. I no, don't think yeah, you know yeah. it still was like, do you want to join the Raiders? Yeah, or, you know like <laughs> there's always this juxtaposition in Fallout between the ridiculous and the the brutally serious mm, and definitely. i think nuka world did that very well yeah a very good balance of it you yeah. know i mean even if you look at how the different um uh tribes factions whatever mm. are um are described you know there's the pack which is like what a lol versus the disciples <laughs> which are uh you know yeah <laughs> not n you wouldn't want to run into them yeah. in a dark alley you know yeah yeah so I think that's um, probably enough for today. We're going to have to wrap that up there. Um, but it's been really great talking to you two for the last four weeks about this. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed recording these episodes with the both of you. Um, so And thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to catch up with us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Cutscene Saga, or you can email us, cutscenesaga at gmail.com. Um, as always, thank you to our fantastic producers, Zane C. Weber at That's Not Canon Productions. So thank you to our two fantastic guests. Thank you, Lawrence. Thanks, it's been great. And thank you, Joseph. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you for joining us all the way from Thailand, I think it was. 
Indonesia at the moment. Indonesia at the moment. There we go. Mm. Long distance. We're, we're going international with Cutscene Saga. I'm very excited. So um, thanks for listening, everybody. And I'll see you next week. We'll have a new game and new guests. See you then. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.